Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name's Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Glad you guys are listening. Hope y'all are doing great. Um, hope everyone's been well. I feel like I say this every time, every episode, every intro, but I feel like it's been a long time since I've recorded. Um, again, just so much going on, and um, I'm focused on I'm committing to this long term and making more content because um, there are people listening, you know. But life is good, life is fun, a lot of ups and downs. Um, and it's been just distracting me from being able to hammer the pod, but I'm glad you guys are listening. I'm glad you guys see value. Um, and today's going to be a good episode. Um, we're going to go more health and nutrition focused today overall. Um, you know, and we're going to talk about 10 foods that, that really will help you in taking down your, your sugar cravings, you know, um, you know, today's Saturday. March 20th and March Madness is going on and college basketball doesn't really, I don't really care about college basketball to be totally honest with you. Um, I think that this year it's a pretty cool tournament because um, they didn't have it last year, you know, exactly a year ago, March Madness was canceled. Um, And this year we have a lot of underdogs, a lot of new teams, a lot of new names in the tournament. And that's pretty cool. Um, But I'll catch the highlights. You know, I'll see, what's going on with these games another time, but I'd rather be here recording a podcast with you guys. Um, and I hope that this helps. And, um, you know, I, I did research on this, so none, this wasn't like all off the top of my head, but this is the combination of, you know, what I know, um, what my research has shown me, um, So, you know, yeah, I have a lot of help in these podcasts, no doubt. I do a lot of background digging, a lot of fact checking. um, And that's part of what takes me a little bit of a long time to to record a podcast because it's a lot of work, a lot of work. So, um, but I enjoy it. I love it. I love it. I just had someone hit me up, you know, to kind of, you know, get some food. And um, I turned them down because I was like, you know, I'm doing a podcast right now. Probably another hour if you're hungry, bro. Go, uh, go get that food, right? I'm about to talk about how to curb sugar cravings, but I want you to go and enjoy yourself and eat that satisfying meal. And that kind of plays really well into um, the problem with sugar and people um, eating towards your cravings um, rather than eating towards what makes you, you know, more efficient. Um, so eating for satisfaction, eating to satisfy your cravings, um, is, is is called, is like this definition term called hedonic hunger, hedonic hunger. Um, I never call it that, but that's what that's called. But that is a mind. That is something I've known about for a long time, you know, growing up and, and probably most people listening, um, when you get hungry, you want to eat something that sounds delicious and something that you want to eat that you're craving. But eating would be a lot easier for you and for everyone if you just ate towards what makes sense for your body and how to maximize your output rather than what you're putting in 
to your body. Um, because when you put a lot of empty calories in your body, you use so much energy in your digestion and in your metabolism. Like that's why eating a lot of calories is super overrated. Sure. If you're trying to like bulk up gain weight guy or gal, you know, you definitely want to get an uptick in calories, but I really see that as one of the only benefits. Um, even if you're an athlete, you know, eating all those calories is still overrated. You can be using that energy towards other parts of your game, other parts of your focus. Um, so, you know, I, so for the longest time I have, um, you know, I was eating so many calories and, and eating towards my cravings, but over the past three years, I've made a really big commitment to myself to fix that problem for a few reasons. One, I hate crashing in the middle of my days. Um, two, I hate being starving before having to do anything important. It seems like back in the day, every time I had something to do, I was starving before I did it. And then I would go and eat something and I would get distracted and delay the inevitable. And I, and I really hated that. Um, you know, three, it just felt like such an inconvenience to always be starving. And I have been able to fix that problem. I eat way less calories in my day. I still love food. I still love food. And, you know, people who know me know that I eat a ton or I used to eat a ton. That's how people like that is my reputation is that um, I eat a lot of food. But I don't really I don't dig that anymore. I don't dig that because I just like being efficient, um, high energy um, and not hungry all the time. You know, um, sugar cravings, they can hit you hard especially after a satisfying meal. Um, and there's a few things, you know, that can be the contributing factors to sugar cravings, a lack of sleep, um, dehydration. You know, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised that if you just grab more, drink more water, like your cravings would go away. A lot of times you're craving something, you're actually more dehydrated. So it's, it's an illusion. A lot of your hunger and your, and your mental when you're hungry is just all illusion. It's all hormones. It's all blood sugar. So much going on. Try just grabbing water. You will be so surprised how um, – and chug that water. Really get a nice chug and, and really feel the difference. You don't even want to drink – I mean have sugar anymore or, or fast food or, or whatever it is you are craving for. Um, but once you make this difference in your mind, you make this commitment that you want to eat for efficiency, not for satisfaction, you're going to see a huge difference in your health. So if you're serious about your health, you make this commitment to yourself and this, make this lifestyle change. You know, once you those, those sweet treats hit your taste buds, you know, dopamine is released into your brain. And this fires off a intense feeling of pleasure. Um, you know, overeating sugary foods is, is, is not the only thing that can cause dopamine in your brain. Um, you know, a lot of pleasurable things activate your dopamine and that includes sugary treats and, and 
and good foods. Um, you know, overeating sugars, you know, you can you get conditioned to eating too much sugar. So once you eat it, the next time you eat it, you need to eat the same amount or more to get that like satisfaction. And that's just terrible for you. Um, you know, the brain starts to crave more sugar to reach that same amount of threshold. Therefore, you're never, you know, it's, it's hard to get off of the good stuff. It's just like drugs. Like once you do it the first time, you get high, then you got to get more to get that same high. But then you have to get more of it and, and, and more to get like fucked up, right? And that's kind of what sugar does to people. You know, it's just as hard to quit as drugs. You know, it's a little bit of an extreme example, but I really do see it that way. Um, people who are addicted to sweets and then their health is completely out of whack. Or someone who does drugs and their health is completely out of whack. Um you know, being able to track your food in like a food diary is super, is a great, great tool for you to be able to combat this, right? So a lot of people don't realize that like you have, like building up data is a great way to make changes in your health and your fitness routine. So um, Data isn't fun until you've accumulated a lot of it. So you got to get started in tracking your, your stuff sooner rather than later. If you want to make some serious changes, um, if you're just trying to, you know, go through the motions, then you don't need to do that. But if you're trying to make some serious changes in your body and your health and your lifestyle, you have to track what you're doing, you know, go weeks and months about it and then compare what's working, what's not working. Um, a great way to do that is my app. So, you know, my app is a digital diary, essentially. So you're able to um, record and track all of the foods and macros and the progress all in one location over time. And this gives you an accurate picture of which trend is going in the right direction. What you're doing is, you know, what you're doing is working or not working. Um, another great trick is just having like a food diary right in your like center of like your kitchen. So I have one of those actually too. I like to write down my foods because how many times have you gone about your day? And then at the end of it, you kind of forgot what you had for breakfast or had for lunch. Um, or even just what well, you forgot what you had yesterday. Probably everyone, no one really remembers what they had like yesterday and the day before without like really thinking about it, but having like a written out tracked diary of what you had the, the other day and, and the week really gives you a good idea as to what you'll eat next or what you're overeating or what you're um, not eating enough of. So I love tracking that uh, my food. I don't do it all the time, but that's a tool that helps me um, combat, you know, the excess calories and the excess sugar. Am I perfect? No, I'm not. I'm not. My cheat meals are definitely dinner time no doubt. Um, my energy seems to get low at the end of the day. Um, but I also wake up really early every morning. Um, and I'm really sharp breakfast and lunchtime throughout the day, every day. Um, so I, I do a little cheating at night, but not always either. It's not like I'm always cheating at night. Usually I try to keep like Friday night is like a cheat night. Um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on top of it, but I used to be 
horrible about these things. Um, even when I've been in good shape, cause I've been in good shape for a long time. Like I was an athlete forever, but I was using that as my excuse to eat whatever I wanted, but it's not ideal. It's not ideal. So now getting into the foods that will help you in, in curbing that, those sugar cravings. So um, some of these you may know, some of them you may not know. I don't use all of these foods, um, but these are um, tricks and, and foods that I definitely approve after doing my reading and what I've known like before. Um, I definitely approve and recommend all of these options, whether I use them or not, because I know it works well for other people. And I hope this information helps. So first one's almonds. Not enough people eat almonds. Um, they are really easy to find at all of your markets. Um, this is what you would do to replace like other snacks. Like this is supposed to be your snack. Packed with hearty, healthy fats. Um, almonds do a great job of controlling your blood sugars and keeping your, your, your sugar cravings in check. Um, you know, when you eat shitty food, you digest it really quickly. Um, and that is what the intense spike in your blood sugars, um, occur. Um, and this is not good for you. You know, this is not good for your cravings at all. So you want to have, um, slow digestion, um, proper digestion, right? These healthy fats and nuts, they'll, they'll keep you feeling satisfied for longer, making it less likely for you to have an energy dip between the meals. So when you're, when you're, um, when your blood sugars are spiking up and down from shitty foods, that is going to screw up your energy. We don't want that. Eating healthy foods just keeps you stable, not volatile. So you want to be stable, right? Almonds keep you stable. They keep your blood sugar stable. Um, you know, add them into some other things that you eat. You don't have to eat them straight up, like throw them in oatmeal, throw them in salads. Um, if you're making your own protein and energy bars, throw them in, throw them in that. Um, so almonds, I eat almonds, definitely recommend that. Next thing, avocados. So avocados are legit. I buy avocados and eat them like yogurt cups. Um, I put them on my sandwiches. I put them in my salads. Um, I love avocados. Um, you know, the healthy, like the monosaturated the, the monounsaturated fats and avocados, like they play such a strong role in just your cravings and your satisfaction um, while also keeping your blood sugar balanced. So stable, not volatile. And if you're wondering what a monounsaturated fat is, right? These are healthy fats, okay? They're found in different um, foods um, or um like olive, like for example, olive, it's an olive oil, it's in certain nuts, it's in avocados. Um, and there's just so much evidence that shows that monounsaturated fats are, have just a ton of health benefits overall. These are in avocados. They help you with weight loss. They help you reduce the risk of your heart, of, of any heart disease, and they help decrease any inflammation and more. Like fats are not, not all fats are bad at all. Um, you want to have the good fat to help you think better. They help you think better. Okay. Avocados are also rich in fiber, which can help feel with they help you with your fullness. It helps you with your antioxidants. Ox, antioxidants would help, which help keep you younger looking. 
Okay. You know, adding avocado to anything you eat or just solo will make you feel healthy and will help prevent you from just craving other things. Remember, stability, not volatility. Then berries. I love eating berries in the morning. That's like my go-to breakfast. I'll have my berries and then I'll have my super amino acids. My super amino acids, my super amino 23 is potent protein, zero calories. And then I'll have these berries, which are like no calories, but they're loaded with nutrition and fiber, right? Unlike fruit juices and dried fruit that are like just loaded in sugar and low in fiber, whole fresh fruit like raspberries, they, they're, they're a much better source of fiber. And these are just natural sugars. These are natural sugars. You want to have natural, good quality sugars from fruit. When you're eating sugars from fruit and you're not eating sugars from other bad foods, you don't have a sugar problem, right? In addition, raspberries are, are, low, are low sugar fruit along with blackberries and strawberries. So those are great to eat in bulk. Like I wash them, I put them in nice Tupperware so that they're ready to go. I don't leave them in the plastic covered in the pesticide that preventing you know bugs and whatever from it like rotting and being eaten. I wash them off right away. I put them in Tupperware and those are my snacks or breakfast, right? Using the super aminos that I have has been an absolute game changer. Like comboing that with um, like fruits and veggies allows you to get a maxed out meal. It's like a meal replacement. You're getting your protein, your carbs, and your fats all efficiently um, with very minimal calories. And I'm, and I'm still very strong. I'm pretty big. And, um, and, I, and I'm pretty productive all the time. So that's a winning combo for sure. In the article that I read, you know, they, they wanted me to share a pro tip that I thought was pretty solid, just in case you are thinking about, about it. And I, I thought it was pretty legit. So blend frozen berries into a smoothie or cream them in a food processor with like half a frozen banana. And you create like a thicker frozen texture, similar to soft serve ice cream. And that's like a delicious like ice cream replacement, dessert replacement. So um, try that. Try that. Um, that sounds delicious. Um, try that. Then another one that um, is fairly controversial, but I actually agree with it, is cheese. Um, I think that cheese is, is definitely better for you than people think. Um, so... First of all, you know, in general, right, when you're too strict about your your diet and being healthy all the time, you might actually be um, not even doing that great job of it. You, you, you might be accidentally malnourishing yourself, um, right? Like many sugar cravings, like they stem from, you know, under eating or an imbalanced meal, Um or, or just binging on, on bad snacks, right? So if you're constantly on top of your health or attempting to, you might not be doing it necessarily right. And then, you know, under eating will make you crave something. 
um, you know, you're like, oh, I've been eating healthy all week. I'm just going to do this. Well, if you're, if you're eating healthy all week, you should want to continue to be eating healthy. Um, sure, a cheat meal here and there. But the point is, the point is, is that cheese, you know, help, like, so what we love cheese. It's when you eat cheese, it, it's, it sends a dopamine sensor to, to the brain. But the, the, the caveats to that is that in cheese, there are proteins and amino acids. And one of them, one amino acid is called tyrosine. That's a fancy term. And I'm going to explain that term with you. I'm not just going to tell you and then just leave you hanging. So first of all, an amino acid is a building block of protein. So amino acids build protein. Tyrosine, tyrosine is in amino acids. This specific amino acid that the body produces is an essential amino acid. And supplementing this in your body, so eating cheese will help you think straighter. It'll help the brain chemicals that affect your mood and stress. It will help balance this, right? So eating cheese is like a moderation trick because when you eat cheese, like we love it but there is benefit to eating good quality cheese. Um, like there is protein in cheese. It helps regulate the pleasure. It's almost like what I'm telling you is that cheese is like so much better than like a sugary treat. Um, both have cons, but one has such a significant pro that it's like that that particular pro is important, you know, having the, that cheese and it, and it just helping you think straighter because you're like enjoying it. it. It's not coincidence that, you know, people just, you know, love cheese and, and continue to eat cheese in moderation. And there are people who are lean and, and sexy and looking good and they, they are not dairy free. Um, I think there's a lot of problems in dairy, but I love cheese. I will never give up cheese. Um, you know, in addition to having quality protein and quality fat, you know, again, it helps with your stability and blood sugar, and it helps provide you with a few micronutrients like zinc, calcium, and vitamin B12s. So cheese is definitely a winner for sure. Um, and we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a little break. So if you want to listen to the last half, the last five or six foods that help you in reducing your cravings, I want you to continue listening and we will be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jamin show. Appreciate y'all still tuning in. Um, now I'm going to continue going over, um, the last five or six foods that are um, going to complete this top 10. We left off at four, right? We left off at cheese and um, I love cheese and um, you know, in moderation, cheese is definitely good for you. 
some people it's not some people like can't handle cheese some people can't handle dairy but um but for all my homies who can have have a little little cheese all right so the next thing on my list number five is eggs i love eggs eggs are nutrient dense they're budget friendly they're a great source of protein and they're a great source of fat they're savory in nature um, and they're a great option for stabilizing your blood sugars and your, and your sugar cravings. Not only does the protein in the fat keep you full, but they also offer you essential nutrients, okay? Um, vitamin D and B12 vitamins. Eggs are a great, great breakfast option. Um, and they also can be used for other things like, you know, lunch and dinner, right? But a little trick I want to share with you is replacing eggs with egg whites. Um, I love eating eggs regularly. You know, I tell you guys already that I don't eat that as many calories as I used to, at least throughout my day. So I do eat mostly eggs because I can use that additional caloric intake. And I'm so active throughout my day that I feel it's more essential for me. But I'm not like everyone else. My routine is very different from everyone else's. So eating egg whites are great cal- low-calorie alternative. Egg whites, they, they have a slight, they only have a slightly, like they only have a little bit less protein than the actual whole egg, the yellow egg. But they have significantly less calories and fat. So for like example, one whole egg is about 71 calories, six grams of protein and five grams of fat. While an egg white, right, is 16 calories, four grams of protein, and zero grams of fat, right? This really plays into the less calories, more nutrient-dense foods and how calories are highly overrated, okay? This is a perfect example of my super aminos too, right? No calories, 20 grams of protein, right? Here, we have one whole egg, okay, one egg. 71 calories, the, the yellow in it, okay, has, so has five grams of fat in it, right? The entire egg now, right? Sure, you get six grams of protein, um, but it's 71 calories. You have three of those eggs, four of those eggs, right? Pretty big meal. Now we're taking away, um, so like, let's see here, 71, you know, 71 minus 16, right? We're taking away 55 calories, okay? But we're only losing two grams of protein and we have no grams of fat, okay? So you're, you're, you're getting almost just amount of protein with 55 less calories and, and five less grams of fat per, per serving, that's a perfect example of why calories are overrated. And if you focus on foods that are more nutrient dense and you commit to this, you will see a big lifestyle change. You will see a big efficiency change in your day. You know, people ask me how, why I'm so driven and how I get so much done and, and all of these things. And it's because I'm not crashing in my day. I get to bed early. I sleep tight. I wake up early easily. And then I'm getting after it all day because I'm not eating shit all day. I'm also not sitting all day. That definitely makes a difference. But 
my diet, my strategy, my mindset, my approach, my knowledge of this information well before this episode is the reason why I'm so efficient with my day and why my business is growing at the rate it's growing. I have the energy to do it. I have a lot going on, but I have the energy to do it. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my energy, my focus, my attention, right? All of these things are important. And the faster you understand this and stop dicking around, the more efficient you can be. If you are just trying to eat foods that are delicious all the time, God bless you. Great. Like, that's great. Maybe I'll feel that way again when I'm rich. But right now, while I'm hustling and growing a business, that's not my mindset at all. I want to be efficient, sharp, ready to go all the time. But even if you're rich, right? You don't want to get fat and lazy, right? You want to stay sharp even as your wealth grows, right? I don't want to get complacent with, with as my business grows. I want to get more fired up. I want to keep growing, taking that next step, right? And that attitude stems from good nutrition, having a healthy gut microbiome, right? Having a healthy gut, having healthy bacteria in your stomach is critical, okay? So next thing, I don't really do this trick very much. This is where we start to kind of flail a little bit from what I normally do, but I still recommend these because this is still a great option. And I know a lot of people like it. So number six, celery, celery and peanut butter right? Celery sticks with peanut butter. Um, I don't really like celery, to be honest. I'm actually not a celery fan at all, um, but I do like peanut butter. I recommend sun butter, um, almond butters, but you know the fiber from the celery paired with the protein. Um, so the fiber from the celery and then the protein, the fat from the peanut butter is a great combination to help um, satisfy your cravings and keep you stable at the same time. So this snack is rich in um, fiber, protein, and healthy fats. Like that's the recipe right there to keep you sustained between meals. Um, proteins, fats, and fibers, they're digested slowly. Um, they gradually release over energy over time. So they're not just like when you eat the food, that, like the, the, um, maybe like a good example is like the fast food that's quick, easy right? It's digested quickly. It gives you that short-term burst of energy, but then you crash versus, um, you know, foods with protein, fats, and fiber. You know, it's digested slowly. Um, and that energy inside of those foods is released over time. It's like a, um, XR, like any type of like, um, XR release drug. If you like any type of medication, it's like an XR it's released throughout the day. That's kind of like what these, um, nutrients, these micronutrients do in, in good food, keeps you stable. Um, so that's a good move. I love peanut butter. I still eat PB and J's, um, pretty, pretty often, um, as a snack. So I recommend that for sure. So like, and then number seven is legumes. So beans and lentils. Um, I definitely eat beans for sure. Um, great plant-based protein. Um, they're budget friendly. Um, they don't rot right away. Put them in your pantry. Um, you can store them. So definitely efficient there. Um, one cup of beans, it offers around like seven to nine grams of protein, six to eight grams of fiber. 
um, which again is the recipe for stabilizing your blood sugar. You know, being hungry all the time is an illusion, right? Actually try not eating for days and weeks. Um, that's what hunger is. Not like being hungry from breakfast to lunch or, or lunch to dinner. The reason why me having low calories throughout my day is easy because I know it's bullshit. Easy bullshit. Like even without looking at any science, it's like I just ate dinner a couple hours ago. Why am I starving in breakfast? Right. Actually, you know, breakfast and dinner, that's like a seven, eight, nine hour gap. It can be, but like a better example is like breakfast and lunch. It's like I just had breakfast. I'm not hungry. Have a little baby snack, something that just kind of tames the um, craving so that you can like focus, but not real, right? There's no way I'm starving from like not eating three hours, okay? Um, so in addition to the fiber and the protein, you know, beans and lentils, aka legumes, they really help you with your digestion, have a bunch of other nutrients in them, you know, iron, B vitamins, potassium, you know, you can add them to a bunch of different things, salads, soups, pasta, um, you name it, you name it. So um, the next thing we've got here um, is plain Greek yogurt and what I like to call kefir. Did you guys hear that? Kefir. Kefir. <laughs> kefir. So kefir is spelled K-E-F-I-R. Um pronounced kefir um and the combination of plain greek yogurt and kefir um is another great way to curb your um sugar cravings i actually don't really use this method because i like having fruit greek yogurt to be honest i i don't like plain greek yogurt i feel as if i do other things that are good for my gut microbiome. So I don't necessarily do this, but I've seen this method so many times um, and it definitely makes sense to me. So I, I recommend it for sure. And I know people who like Greek yogurt, right? Um, so like when you're craving sugars, um, part of that is a bacteria imbalance in the gut microbiome. So your second brain is in your gut. It's like a wor another world in your gut um, and having a fucked up gut. And that doesn't mean a big belly necessarily I'm about a messed up gut um, is absolutely a reason why you'll be craving sugar. So like cleansing your gut is a great way to get off the good stuff, which is the sugar. So a great way to like reset your gut without necessarily going on a cleanse, which I do encourage, is low sugar Greek yogurt and kefir because they are loaded and they are active with probiotics. Um, you know, these probiotics help you stabilize the bacteria in your body, okay, right? Probiotics are good bacteria. They keep your body healthy. They keep you working well. And the Greek yogurt has that, okay? So not only does plain Greek yogurt have good probiotics, right? It's also rich in protein, keeping you fueled for your next meal, right? So 
Greek yogurt. And there's, you know, a lot like, like, for example, like um, yogurt and cheese and dairy, you know, so many people will just look at the negatives and then they're like, no, don't, can't eat that. But you have to look at the positives too, because sometimes the positives overwork the, the negatives with the type of food you're eating too. Really identifying what you're looking for out of your, your diet and your nutrition is absolutely critical to knowing what's good and what's not good for you. Like you got to dive deeper. You got to dive deeper. Um, the next thing that I don't eat enough of, cause I actually do like these is pumpkin seeds. Um, you know, pumpkin seeds are a great source of protein, fiber and fat. Okay. They're also rich in magnesium. Okay. So magnesium, okay. Is a nutrient that the body needs to stay healthy. Um, it helps with regulating your muscles and nerve function, helps moderate your blood sugar levels, helps moderate your blood pressure, um, and making just protein and, and stable and strengthening your bones. And it's needed in your DNA. Um, some, some extreme cases of a lack of magnesium, right? You might have some spasms, some tremors, some shakes that you can't control, um, over time, low magnesium will make your bones weak, give you bad headaches, make you feel irritable and nervous. Your heart might be hurting. Um, you know, it can also be like, you know, having low magnesium can also play other, you know, bad effects on your body, like, you know, like reducing your calcium and your potassium. You know, and foods with good magnesium, you know, pumpkin seeds, almonds, spinach, you know, boiled spinach, um, dry roasted cashews, and oil roasted peanuts. This is all foods with magnesium. Um, I like pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are delicious. Um, you know, if, you, if you're craving chocolate, maybe your body needs more magnesium. Um, have some cocoa, some healthy cocoa. Um, cocoa it has some crucial minerals in there too. So if you're craving chocolate, get some real co uh, cocoa, cacao, and, um, and enjoy that. Um, you know, these are, this is another good way to help you control your sugar craving. So pumpkin seeds. And then lastly, sweet potatoes. I'm actually not a huge sweet potatoes guy. I eat sweet potatoes, but I never really will eat sweet potatoes like by myself ever. I have potatoes, but I have different goals. But potatoes and sweet potatoes, totally different nutrient-wise. I know, I mean, I know a million people who like sweet potatoes. Probably half the people or more love sweet potatoes who are listening right now. Um, but sweet potatoes are great because they're sweet without sugar. So they're, it's a great substitute. Um, you know, it has, it's fiber rich, you know, it's got healthy carbs, um, helps with long lasting energy. Um, it helps you keep, stay focused for, for a long period of time, slow digestion, not, not fast. And you can enjoy sweet potatoes with, you know, anything, you know, I, I see people eating them with eggs, you know, hash browns, um, you know, for dinner, like both like black beans, salads, grain bowls. Some people eat them for dessert. You know, sick people eat them. For dessert. I, don't, I don't know who would eat a sweet potato for dessert, but some sicko, but a healthy sicko, a healthy sicko. Now I'm just joking, 
right? I'm just, I'm just kidding. I definitely encourage all of these positive, you know, trends. You know, if you like to have sweet potatoes for dinner, for dessert, go for it, go for it. But um, that's everything I've got for you guys today. Um, this is everything I've got for you today, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And a little bonus feature for the day um, off the Benny index. So that's my financial, um, you know, portfolio. You know, I like to joke because I, I'm really into the stock market and investing my money. And um, if you, and if you're still listening at this point, um, you're, you're getting value and you're enjoying what I'm saying. So um, I'm not going to get like too deep into the finances today, but I have a little bit extra time and I have this written down um, for you guys as some recommendations from the Benny index. Cause no bullshit, no bullshit. You know, I joke about it, but um, anyone who does follow the Benny index, which is just a made up term, pretty much just like my portfolio, they are up. So if you follow the Benny index, you have a, a good portfolio. So um, jokingly, but like seriousness at the same time. And some people think of this as a brag. Other people think of this as, oh, I'm going to take this and use this to make more money. So um, that's not really a brag. That's more like being smart, um, business savvy, right? Taking information and applying it to your own self to help further your, your financials. Um, that's not a brag. That's, that's being smart. You know, if someone was to, if I was like listening, if I were you guys listening to this, so if I was listening to someone else's podcast and they were kind of telling me this, I would be ready to copy what they say, right? I, I wouldn't be like, oh, this guy thinks he knows what he's talking about. No, like if I'm getting, it, there's a difference between bragging and not sharing and then sharing the information so we can all win, right? Um, And this, this is, so this, I don't want to give, like these are just four things and two of them are brand new and one of them everyone's heard of. But anyways, I'm just going to go right into cryptos. Honestly, if you haven't invested in Bitcoin or Ethereum, you need to um, you need to do that. It's on it. It does nothing but print. And what I mean is print dollars, dollar bills. Um, Bitcoin and Ethereum, cryptocurrencies, um, they're coming whether you understand them or not. Like we're we're past the speculation phase here. It's cool. You can be the person who is like kind of clueless and has no idea what's going on. It's like, I don't really understand what cryptos are going. Blah, blah. Right. But even with that attitude, you're going to be forced to understand whether you want it or not. Straight up. So either just like capitalize or get left behind. So even though Bitcoin's at like 58,000, Ethereum's at close to 2,000. Those both are nowhere near the peak. So it doesn't matter if you just start getting involved right now. The higher these go, the more stable they are because they are harder to liquidate. Like Bitcoin is not just tanking back to 30,000. There is so much money in Bitcoin. Like that's why it's at this price. The supply and demand of Bitcoin has made it so that the price of Bitcoin is 58000 Sure, there's going to be quite a few rich people who do liquidate their, their profits, and it's going to drop the price, but it's not going to drop it from 58 to 30. I think we've, we, we are way past that. So Bitcoin and Ethereum, this is another endorsement right here. So 
one next one's an ETF, and this is the BuzzFeed stock. This is the BuzzFeed uh, endorsed ETF um, by David Portnoy. And the reason why I like this actually is because, you know, if you're young, like, and I don't like young, um, like pretty much you're not retiring. Like you, you plan to work for a long time still and you have like good income and you're like a low risk factor. Like if you're just about to like retire, like I wouldn't recommend any of the things I'm recommending. But if you have like a, a long investment journey ahead of you, you know, and you can handle some risk, buzz for sure. I think it's going to be super swingy. I think the gains are going to be huge. Um, you know, when Donald Trump left office and Joe Biden came into office, um, you know, it's just like the, the market under Donald Trump wasn't the real, like wasn't real. It was just this crazy inflated growth stock market. And then when Joe Biden came in, there was a correction. Now the market is in like a normal place. It's in like a real stock market valuation because now things aren't just growing without any explanation. Now they're just like growing based on actual valuations and proper values, which is what it should be. Um, but I think Buzz is going to kind of play the market like a Donald Trump if he was in office. Sure. Did I love making a ton of money? on growth because Donald Trump was in the stock market. Sure. I did. Sure. I did. But you know, what I didn't like, I did not like that correction. Um, and indirectly Donald Trump is the reason why there was such a sh sharp, harsh correction. Um, because it was all like super not legit. I mean, it, it's the, the money that was being printed in the stock market. Sure. It was great. But it wasn't sustainable. And if it kept going the way it was, it was going to fuck things up. So um, it got corrected. And I think Buzz will have big gains though, right? So that's good. And lastly, um, BTI, which is British American Tobacco Company. Um, so as we know, the weed marijuana industry is on its way um, to be federally legal. And for a long time, there's been a lot of weed stocks that have been totally burning people. Um, I've been burned a few times myself. But the reason why I like this company and even a few other tobacco companies is because they've been selling tobacco while um, the up-and-coming weed companies have been having to deal with like the legalizations, the taxations, the, the lobbying. And the tobacco companies are kind of just chilling, waiting for all of the hard work to be done. And then they're going to use their distribution channels to make a quick flip, quick flip. So British American Tobacco Company, BTI is the ticker, is going to start selling CBD and marijuana products. Um, and I think them being able to pull a quick flip and using all of their connections and their resources, I think it's going to play dividends. Um, and literally they do pay dividends they actually pay a really good dividend like 70 75 cents a share which is pretty good and it's still below 40 dollars a share and it's actually is just coming off of its all-time low so um it's right now actually right around its all-time low but it's starting to come out of it like at a distance it's like ten dollars above its all-time low so it's like getting distance from there now um, and it was crashing because, you know, it was the tobacco industry's 
like is fit like it's not what is it's failing people don't really smoke tobacco products the same so like uh, let's say marijuana wasn't going to get legalized this company would just probably continue to go down right it would, it would just continue to tank but now they've got new life like joe biden being in office just having a more democratic um controlled government like there's going to be legalization of marijuana at probably the federal level within this presidency that's giving tobacco companies a lot of life so they just pull a pivot um they still are they're still selling tobacco whatever um and then they're now selling cbd and marijuana products and that's going to be huge so let's say donald trump was in office Actually, I don't know. I think he was actually into like legalizing marijuana. So let's just say there was someone really strict in office who was like, no marijuana. Then this would not be on my index. This would not be on my radar. It would just continue to tank because marijuana is not going to get legalized. Um, but because the chances of marijuana becomes legalized, um, these tobacco companies do have new life. And I think that this company um, will be really good and I, they have a nice juicy dividend. So that's really nice. If you get enough of them early and they do do what I'm telling you, then that's like a huge winning asset right there. So, uh, but again, who knows? We got to see how time plays out. And um, that's another episode of the, uh, the Jamming Show. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you got some value out of this. I hope you guys aren't sick of me yet. And um, until next time, folks. Have a great rest of your weekend and um, happy March Madness.